Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to talk about when your pivot needs to pivot. (laughs) And that is a shout out to all of our fellow Friends fans. You are totally yelling that in your heads right now. We we are too. (laughs) Yeah. You remember the episode. You see the meme in your head. (laughs) (laughs) But before we talk about that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? So I have been gearing up for another book launch. So my third book in the Carolina's Legacy Collection comes out on April 1st. So I am doing all the things, uh, the finalization of the, the files to be uploaded so that we have an actual book to put in people's hands, um, getting ready for some events. I've got uh, an event on the book launch day, and I've got more events throughout the month. And so so many things, making graphics, making posters, making all the things. And it's just super exciting to finally be at this point because I feel like this book has taken me longer than I ever thought it would, but I think it's totally worth it. I'm very proud of it and excited for readers to get to enjoy it. So that is where I am right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. And to see the evolution from like the first draft of your story, like your short story collection to what it is now. I do think you're right. Like, I think that maybe some of these stories just needed a little bit more simmering time or something like that. And, and, you know, our life experiences and stuff like pour into all of that. So I just love how like your experiences has infused your fiction with so much depth and character and, and, um, just beautifulness then from the beginning all the way to the end. So thank you. That's very sweet. And it wouldn't be what it is without all of your help, your critique help and your encouragement cheering me along. That means so much. So thank you. Oh, here's that sweetness too. <laughs> I um I really enjoy it. I I I love being your critique partner, and I love being able to like see it from conception to final product. It's really amazing. I think that that is one of the coolest things, honestly, about being a a critique partner because mm-hmm. you do get to see it, and there's that joy of of seeing that with your own work. But I don't know. There's just something special about being able to see that with someone else's too. That that right. intimately and that closely. It's really a neat, yeah. neat experience. Yeah, because you've had these conversations that it's like you've seen the struggles and you've seen where, you know, like where the hard parts have been and and like the evolution of thought processes and mindsets as well as words on the paper. Like it's it's more like I guess you're just so infused. I'm sorry for the squeaky toys, guys. My dog is squeaking. It is here. okay. He can squeak all he wants. Bodie is With a his, sweet baby. His Leave my baby alone. <laughs> I know. He's precious. Um, my sweet little mutt baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like to see not only like the words on the page, but experience all of the ups and downs in your creative process and like your emotional and your mindset and all of that kind of stuff. And then like, finally, it's here. And it's amazing. Yeah. There, there's something about being able to build somebody up that way that feels different than it's accomplishment in a different kind of way 
Like, I'm not publishing this book, but I'm so proud of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I feel the same way with yours. I mean, oh, my goodness. It really is. It's it's yeah. like being an aunt. Like, it, <gasps> it really is. is. So you're, you're my cool book aunt. aunt. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to book aunt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was hoping for, like, a better adjective, but that's cool. <laughs> Sorry, it's the first thing that came to mind. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll get back to you guys on that. <laughs> I love oh, it. You know, I love every bit of it. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, what have you done? Tell me about your creative week. Right. Okay. So you, I, maybe a few weeks ago or something like that, I told you guys that I was rereading the the Scorpio races in order to be a part of this online lecture series that was going to be like three Saturdays in a row. Well, those three Saturdays have come and gone. I have just a crazy amount of notes and I've just been really simmering and thinking about all of the things that I've learned um during that during that time also it was really cool too because on the writing retreat I met somebody who um, was also in the 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 lecture series as well and so like every Saturday morning right before the lectures we send each other like selfies with our coffees and stuff like that we're ready to go that's so exciting yeah we we swap notes and that sort of things too and then like then um once a week we would um have conversations about like what did you think about this you know what are you do you have any questions and all that kind of stuff like we would we would talk to each other about the lecture series as well so it was um it was super cool I love being able to get to develop that friendship even more as well and there are so many great things that I learned from that seminar this is the Scorpio races by Maggie Seawater. And so she mentioned that in 2023, she's really going to be focusing on her writing. And so uh, I know like I want more of the teaching from her, <laughs> but um, while she's doing that in 2023, I'll probably run back through her writing seminar and yeah. just, you know, if I, if I get in a pinch and I feel like I need a little bit of a, a little bit of a teaching moment, I'll run back through that writing seminar, which you can purchase on Etsy for like a really affordable price. Joy and I both yeah. did that and so we both, yeah, we both recommend it like heavily recommended. Yeah, absolutely. So, it would be it, the, like, if you could only do one, this is what we recommend. Yeah. It's really, really like all encompassing mm -hmm. and it comes with not only the lectures series like videos but also a workbook and a transcription so so if you want to do it over and over again you don't have to watch you don't have to watch the videos over and over again you can kind of get to the part in the transcription that you wanted or just go through the the workbook um look oh look at that baby oh yeah <laughs> He's like, throw the ball, mom. <laughs> so if you are not watching on YouTube, you missed the adorable shaggy head of Bodie with his ball in his mouth because he's just so stinking adorable. He's pretty bossy with his little snout. Um, so he like will come up and hit my arm with his nose and like try to get me to do what he wants me to do. Um, but he's so cute and sweet. Like sometimes just, I don't know. He dropped his ball. <laughs> okay, so I have to tell y'all behind the scenes, nobody can see this, even if you're watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. The reason that I'm sitting the way that I am <clears throat> is I have a cat who would not get out of the chair. <laughs> so I'm literally sitting on the edge of my chair. 
and he's like digging into my back with his paws. So <laughs> my chair. <laughs> so you have Sweet Bodie who just wants to play, and then you have Tolkien who really would like for me to vacate his chair so that he can nap in peace. So there but you go. Y'all have got the entire picture of what is going yes. on. <laughs> we love our fur babies, and we do let we them do. boss us around. It's true. We because because we have to be so strict with our kids because they're going to be like humans in the world one day, <laughs> and our animals are just going to be they're just going to be our babies all the whole time that they're alive. So, so we get to be um, bossed around. We let them boss us around, but our kiddos we're we're real firm and you know good parents and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> anyway, so that's you know that's kind of my week. I've been um, it's, I've been doing some other things too. But as far as like creatively, that's my big thing that I've been doing. So that's exciting. Yeah, I am excited as well. <laughs> and, uh, I can't wait for you to start like writing your fairy book, so that because this is like the perfect kind of stuff. Yeah, for your fairy book. Like you're you're in Southern fiction and like Christian fiction right now, um, but when you get into fantasy, I know. it is going like to be on. Stuff, <laughs> yeah, so many we, ways. We've got so many conversations to have. I so. know, I know. Oh my goodness, exciting mm-hmm. things! <laughs> I've been really careful, like trying to not just blurt everything out on you because I know that like you're going through you know, a lot of things right now where you're not focusing on your fairy book immediately. And I know that it would be like super distracting and you would probably want to like grab a pen and paper and like just brainstorm a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm trying to, to, to be a good friend and let you get through your to-do list before we have this conversation. You are a great friend. And so I have to say like, I, I have been, so one of my goals this year was to do blog battle again, which it's a monthly prompt. There's one word that's like a prompt for the month to write a little story. And So my goal has been to get back to that this year because it's been a while since I've done that. Well, I use those stories as like a little tiptoe into my fantasy realm to play around with the world and learn a little bit more about it. And so I, two out of two months, we're, we're doing good so far. We'll see. It could all fall to poop, you know, after I say this. But anyway, it's been fun to be able to just dip my toes And I limit myself, you know, I have, this is my afternoon to do this story. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I edit, then it's done. So I'm not, I'm not spending a lot of time, but it's, it's nice. It's nice to be able just to remind myself of what I have to look forward to without losing my focus on what, what is the project at hand to be completed. So, right. Yes. Well, I get that. But also you can look at it like this. Okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of something that's going to make you feel like, oh, this isn't just an indulgent thing that you do. Um, I don't know if you recall, but we did an entire series on on the podcast on why writing short stories is a really good thing. That is true. That is true. We are big proponents for short fiction for a multitude of reasons. That's true. And also, Maggie Steve Otter wrote, um, I think it was a short story a week or something like that in order to practice craft. That's right. So there were things like, yeah, yeah. So they would they would have a prompt. It would be a picture, or and she did it with other a couple of other writers too. Mm-hmm. So it would either be a picture or a sentence, or there would be something that would prompt them, and then they would all three write a short story a week, and they would post it on a blog. Yeah. 
And so that held her accountable for like learning her voice and her craft and like teaching her, her things. So yes, it would also um, be indulgent in that there are some stories that we want to practice on, like some, you know, some ideas that we want to practice on, but also it's feeding your craft and your voice and making you comfortable with putting new words on the page. And sometimes we can really stop ourselves as creatives whenever we get to something that's new and blank, but you're, it's like you're exercising that muscle and it'll be easier for you to actually start something new, I think, because you're doing this. I agree with all of those things. And you guys just got that as like a bonus. Yeah. So you know what? That's not even, a, that's not even the episode. You are welcome. I mean, this is just already like you have been enriched. <laughs> We're humble too. Oh. <laughs> I'm over here like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> all right. So I think it's probably time for us to pivot into the topic <laughs> oh that was so cheese I loved I know, it so much I, <laughs> I do what I can <laughs> uh, yeah let's do that um so we have been having some work sessions in between these episodes right and a few just a little summary about what season four is all about uh joy and I have written a book called finders keepers uh the practical approach to find and keep your writing critique partner <laughs> We really had a long subtitle for that one, but you know, it actually explains everything that's inside of the book. So it was a good summary. Mm -hmm. uh, so that came out in 2019 and now we are writing a companion workbook to go along with it that has new content, new ideas, and, um, but also flows along with the evergreen stuff that is inside of the books. Okay. So we have made a plan because in the past when we wrote or when we wrote the book, we actually like met in person and wrote the book together. That has not been our life. That is not the season of our life at this moment. And so we made a plan to have elongated virtual sessions where we would discuss everything that we need and like have, um, you know, when I say long, like two, two to three, three to four hours, something like that. And, uh, and so we could develop this, this companion workbook. That was our pivot. Do we, do we prefer virtual? No, we like to be together. We like to, you know, have champagne and when we celebrate <laughs> something and like, exactly. and eat like sandwiches and stuff. <laughs> we're big on um, snacks. <laughs> right. And we're also big on like writer's retreats, like affordable writer's retreats and stuff too. So we did like a bed and breakfast on a farm one year. We did um, just like a regular hotel in one of our, in, in my city uh, one year. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> so, so, and we don't, we don't go all out. Like we're not all elaborate about it, but it was just really a time crunch thing. I think at this point in time where we just did not have the, the like physical time to do it. Um, so we were able to cut out the travel time and that sort of thing and just do the virtual. And we thought this is gold. This is absolute gold. Joy, was it gold? In some respects. Yes. <laughs> To a point. There we go. To a point. It was. <laughs> so I think, yeah. <laughs> so like May said, you know, we, we tried to make it more convenient. We had these times blocked off, but we recognized the, after evaluating our last projects so for writing the actual book together, Finders Keepers, mm -hmm. the book together. Um, we looked back at that process, how that all came to be. We reevaluated the standing of our current project, the workbook, and we realized that there are just some things that really need to be done in person 
with extended focus, you know, for full days, multiple days with some fun breaks in there, you know, those kinds of things. And so really we did find that the brainstorming and the idea part went really well virtually. It really did. Mm -hmm. And then we pulled apart each section of our book. Our, Our book is split into six chats, as we call them. And we would go off on our own and read those and then come back together and talk about what needed to go into the workbook, if there was anything we needed to change or add or, or what, you know, and that really went okay in this format. Right. But now we've gotten to a point where there's so much needed conversation and back and forth collaboration that the virtual has just become tedious. Mm-hmm. And we really need a solid chunk of in-person time to just push through and get to the end of this, or at least the end of getting it all into a document. Right. Well, and you know, it seems like two to four hours would be a, would be plenty of time, except for that. We're also friends. So (laughs) So we would get into a work session or something like that. And we spend the first 30 minutes of it, just like catching up because we haven't talked to each other since the last time. And then also we would spend a significant amount of time. I think, you know, not a huge amount, but significant because even 15 minutes in a two hour slot is significant. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, just reacquainting ourselves with what we did the last time that we were together. So that's like 45 minutes of a two-hour slot, a three-hour slot that is just catching up and reacquainting. And then you get to work and you only have an hour of work that's in there. And then you have to do it all over again. So I think for me, that was really like the big thing. Like it, it we just didn't have enough um consecutive time on the project and not that I I just felt like reacquainting myself every week was just pretty tedious as well. Mm-hmm. Talking to you is never tedious. So that's not, I'm gonna go, no. not even going to put that in there, yeah. but like, but reacquainting myself has always been, it's always been a thing for me. Like when I don't have long stints of time to do a project, it's always very aggravating and I don't want to be mm-hmm. aggravated. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and too, like it's hard. It makes it harder to focus in, you know, because you have this whole process of getting reacquainted and then you have to like refocus your mind. Mm -hmm. And when we do these sessions, it's in the middle of a work day or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's in the middle of like life. So it's bookended by stress. Yes. If that makes any sense. That is a perfect way to say it. Yes. Right. And then every time we have, like, if you think of it like here, like this is surface level here. Okay. I'm sorry for everyone who is watching on YouTube. You can see my hands move, Um, but just think of like, um, think of like a straight line and you, um, that's going horizontally. Yes. Horizontally. (laughs) (laughs) Horizon. (laughs) Horizon. Yeah. I've been doing that in my head. I know. I do every time. (laughs) If you're listening and and you can't like see my hands, like think of a straight line that's going horizontally. And what you really want to do, like that's surface level, what you really want to do is go deep and that's good. That's going to be vertically. So, um, so every time we start out, we start out on like this horizontal line. And so we catch up and we're still going horizontally. And then like, um, we reacquaint ourselves and we get just like an inch further, like deeper into it. And so into the vertical area and that's great. And that's wonderful. And then we, <laughs> and then, then Bodhi bonks your hand. <laughs> and then Bodhi throws me his ball. <laughs> and then, uh, so we, we're, we're on the horizontal line. We've re- uh, reacquainted ourselves. So we go a little bit deeper. And then by the end of the session, we've gone a little bit deeper and that's great and wonderful. But there's so much more 
that's farther down that we need to get to. And these two to four hour virtual sessions are not getting us there. But we know that if we get together and if we spend a day together, then we're going to get there. Yeah. yeah, but being in person, you know, we'll be able to get to the focus a lot quicker, get to that deeper mm-hmm. level, the vertical instead. And so, you know, and, and this is we know ourselves, you know, right. like I said, we looked back at what worked with the book and maybe we need to do that again. Right. So, so this is the new plan. This is the pivot to the pivot. <laughs> <laughs> so we right. pivoted because we couldn't meet in person. And then, um, and then that didn't work. So we pivoted to the pivot, which is almost kind of a little bit back to to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But but with tweaks, and we've learned yeah. things. You know, we've Absolutely. learned things along the way. We've learned what can be done. You know, in this format, because right. like we said, the brainstorming and the you know all of that, the evaluation part, that did go really well. So, right. yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't feel like this was at all wasted. So, oh, no. No, yeah. I don't either. Um, and, and I always think that whenever you try something new and if it doesn't work out, we still have gained that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so nothing is ever wasted, in in my opinion. So I didn't, did I make you feel that way? I'm sorry. No, no, not I mean, at all. I wanted okay. to make sure that we were being clear with that, that, you okay. know, and, and we do, we have done a great deal of work on this. Mm. So mm-hmm. like work has been done and we are in a great spot. I feel like we're in the, you know, the back two thirds of it, which yeah. is huge. So, you know, yeah, I just want to make sure that everybody knows like we're not, we're not disappointed in the progress that we've made by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I feel like what's been done has been good. And so now mm-hmm. we're going to wrap this thing up in another way that right, we know has worked in the past. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can say that looking back on all of our work sessions and everything, I do think that we've, Oh, I, here's a positive. Here's a positive. Uh, in all of our work sessions, every time that we've done something in this, in the two to four hour times that we've met, like once a week, every time we have taken a moment at the end of that time to articulate something that we have learned or noticed or observed in that, time. And that has become these podcast episodes. But by articulating that, like, I I think that we might not have done that if we would have done an all in one fell swoop on a weekend or something like that. Like we would not have taken the time to stop and notice something that was a part of the stage of what we were going through at that moment. And so this season and all of the observations and cool things that we found out about our together creative process and also like just working on a, on a project collaboratively, none of that would exist if we had not done what we did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so definitely the, the focus of this season has been beneficial in a multitude of ways. I right. think too, and you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think for me too, like, you know, the things that we've Sorry. learned about our, <laughs> it's good. The things that we've learned about our collaborative process, I have, it's also helped me learn about my personal creative process Mm-hmm. So it all overlaps. Um, the podcast episodes, I'll be honest, I was a little worried going into this season. Like, are we going to 
come up with something to share every time, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to be able to do this? And I really was a little worried about it, but it's been amazing to see like all the things that we've learned that we've been able to share with you guys. And I hope that they've been helpful for y'all. I hope that you've found them valuable. Um, I mean, I certainly have learned things and that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. So absolutely. I think this, this whole uh, endeavor has, has been worth it. Right. And so I guess the moral of that story is, is that if you do try something new Mm -hmm. as a creative, then, and if it doesn't work out to don't be downhearted because there's something good that came from it. Even if it's just the knowledge that that is not the way that you should go. Yeah. Right. But there's most likely something else too. If you look a little deeper. I love how you said that. So, yeah. So what we've done, so we've, like we told you guys, we've decided that we're going to meet in person. We've already set a date. We have a date on the calendar. We've got plans in place for that. Um, so that's that's good to go. But mm-hmm. we have a little bit of in-between time. So we decided on a mini project to do to fill in that time gap. And we're going to tell you more about that in the next episode. So I hope that you come back for the next episode because we have some fun things to share there. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about where we are and where we're going. And what we've accomplished already. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Okay, so let's just kind of recap in four bullet points. The first thing that we want you guys to know is that knowing where the change is not good is just as valuable as knowing when the change is good. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't try. So pivoting is always the right thing. If something's not working, always try to find something better. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Always don't don't be afraid to try something new. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you want to go with number two? Yes. So okay. the second thing is sometimes our process just simply isn't convenient, and that's what we discovered with the fact that we couldn't do what we had done before in the beginning. Like May talked about our season, so sometimes that process isn't convenient, and that leads to the pivot. So just being open to knowing that there are other ways to do things and being willing to try them. Right. And I would also venture to say that our pivot ended up not being convenient. Like we thought it was the convenient thing, but it ended up not being as convenient as actually meeting in person. Um, So so sometimes the thing that we think is going to be the best or the most time sensitive doesn't always end up that way either. Which it was for, you know, a couple of aspects of the project. So we were right on for those. Right. So I really think like our next writing project, it'll likely be some sort of collaboration of both, like Mm -hmm. virtual and in person. Do you? Yes, I definitely Mm -hmm. do. I think we've, I think that we have a better idea now of what things can be done virtually and what Mm -hmm. things just simply can't. And then we can plan and timeline around that knowledge. Right. But we wouldn't know that if we didn't try. Exactly. (laughs) Back to point one. (laughs) So point three is like, recognizing when adjusting for the season isn't as productive as we hoped that change would make it is still a vital part of the creative process and our creative growth as producers of art. So, um, and that's, I feel like we've kind of talked about that as well. Yeah, definitely. But definitely a sum, a sum up a bullet point. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing is just uh, identifying patterns in our processes is invaluable and you mm-hmm. can't be able, you can't do this without going through the processes multiple times, right? So right. we're starting to see patterns. And like I said earlier, I'm starting to see them in my my personal creative processes as well as our right. collaborative ones. So 
the more you do things, the more you go make something, as May tells mm-hmm. you every every episode, the more you're going to recognize these patterns in your own processes. Yeah. Well said. Yay. So, Should we do a QWERTY challenge? Yes. <laughs> right. It is time. Go for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So I've got two creative challenges, QWERTY challenges for you. The first one is, if you've been a creator for a while now, so if you're old hat at this, this one's for you, can you look back over your projects and see patterns to your process? Do you work best in different places or at different times for different aspects of your project? Have you hit a wall in a project that caused a pivot? Is this something you had to do again in the next project, or did you plan for it and do it the other way from the get-go because you learned from your previous success? So just kind of think through these past projects. Look, Look for those patterns. Now, the second challenge, this is if you're new to creating, so maybe you're brand new. Um, to this and you don't necessarily have a history to look back on. Instead, we challenge you moving forward to be observant of your processes. Have a designated journal or note on your phone or tablet or however you like to record things where you can hastily jot down notes about your process as you work through it. Um, Especially include anything that doesn't go as you planned or that just turns out differently in some kind of way. Brainstorm on that page how you worked around the challenge, if it was a challenge. Um, Did your first pivot work? So if you took a pivot, did it work? Um, Did you have to pivot again? Record why you think a pivot was necessary, first of all, and what was going on on in your life at the time. And I think that this is gonna be a really key point for you guys because most creatives, we're not doing this solely. (laughs) Like we have jobs, we have families, we have lives, we have all the things, right? And we have to kind of tuck the creative parts into the nooks and crannies most of the time. So I think recording what's going on in your life at the time is really going to help you notice the patterns there as well um, that might make a pivot necessary. So as you move ahead in your creative life, you'll be ahead of the curve with this self-knowledge that you're recording, like majorly ahead of the curve. We're jealous of you. Right. Yes, that's <laughs> the case. Yes, <laughs> well, I love that. Um, we hope that you enjoy this episode and that you found some nice nuggets to go along with your creative journey. And have a wonderful week. Yes, and go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.